0: It's the Lolly Carter Draft Show. I'm Chris Carter. He's Dale Lolly. We talk Steelers during the week, and at the end of the week, we talk about who they should be looking at in the NFL draft. Now, as the first edition of this show on the DK Podcast Network, by the way, if you're not subscribed to the DK Podcast Network, get on it. We're on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere podcasts are hosted. You put that, you you subscribe to us, you get all our shows on the Steelers, the Pirates, the Penguins, Pitt, Penn State, Robert Morris, Duquesne, whatever's Pittsburgh. We got it. But right now, Dale and I are still getting set looking at the the field here. And when we start this show, we want to start from the foundation and we have to truly evaluate where the Steelers needs are. Um, Now, Dale and I have suggested it and talked about it a little bit. So this is going to be a more in-depth, straight up. Here's where the Steelers are going to need to invest. Dale, everyone's talking about and Art Rooney spoke about on Thursday, as you as you reported on, on the website, that. He that that there's going to be an emphasis to get the run game back because there hasn't been one for quite some time. What all do you think it's going to take in this draft to target there? Specific lineman spots or starting running back, how high you reach for a running back. Where do you think the balance of importance is there?
1: Well, first of all, I don't reach for a running back, and I, I don't know that you're going to have to do that. Um you know, given the uh, everything that, that takes place in the draft, you're not necessarily going to uh, take a guy before he should go. Um, but I, I do believe that there are three guys at the top of the list in this year's draft that at the running back position. And then I think there's a bit, a bit of a, a fall off after that. Um, so to me, you know, I'm looking at this from a situation that, you know, I, I want to address – the offensive line, obviously, uh, the running back position, um, obviously, they, they're going to need a tight end, um, mm-hmm. you know, Vance McDonald's retirement. Uh, and, and the only position on the offensive line that I'm not interested in drafting a guy at necessarily is at guard. I agree. Um, I, I think you can get those guys in plug and play. Um, and I think, you know, with, with Kevin Dotson and David DeCastro coming back, they're fine there um but you know you can always use that extra tackle uh, an offensive tackle um you know even if he's not starting for you right out of the gate uh you know you can use him in some of those extra blocking packages or as an extra blocker and do those kind of things and and, and so you could use that um you know if Marquise Pouncey follows through on his intent to retire uh then center jumps to the to the top of the the line in terms of needs but there won't be a center this year that is deserving of being a first round draft pick. Um, But I think you're going to see, you know, the Steelers have drafted defense, I believe, nine years in a row uh, in the first round. Uh, their, Their first round pick this year will be an offensive player. And no, I do not believe that it will be a quarterback.
0: Yeah, I, I, you know, I think it that, that that's the reality here. Like you said, you know, they they got weaknesses on the offensive line. I'm with you on not drafting a guard. You know, some people think that you know they look at the cap number that David DeCastro carries and they think, well, he wasn't great this year. But people forget that during training camp he missed a lot of it because he came into this season with injuries. He eventually got back to it, but it was obvious he wasn't the same David DeCastro even from 2019. So um, I, I think the Steelers will trust that that he has more time to give as a very good offensive lineman for this team. And I think they're excited to have Kevin Dotson get a, get a chance to start next year. And like you said, they can, you can draft the guy late. You can sign a guy for cheap, um, you know, off the, off a free agency and plug him in at guard and work with it. As long as the rest of your line is intact. Um, but yeah, where I see the, the, these clear needs, I do think, um, even if Pouncy ends up staying for a little bit, if you can get a good center in the second or third or fourth round, this would be a year to make that move because I really think that even if even if Pouncy stays on for at least one more season, and, and it could, and it would only be because he took a big pay cut. I can't see them uh them them keeping you know when there's eight million dollars to be freed up on his contract. Um, I can't I can't see them keeping that. But even if he's still there. I still think getting that center so that he can learn behind him and be the replacement should Pouncey go down would be a move. But again, as always, it's it's never about reaching. It's never about overly committing to a position, keeping your options open, keep working your big board and seeing who falls to you.
1: Yeah. And your big board will be, you know, a little different than it normally would be. I mean, you're you're not going to completely ignore some of the top defensive players but they're not going to be as high in your list as as some of those offensive needs and that's just the the reality of the situation um you know it, it often people always say just take the best player available well the best player available often winds up being uh somebody from a position of need because that's what your scouts are out there looking at they're they're doing more not maybe maybe not more uh work on on the uh you know the positions of need uh they're still putting in you know still looking at film of the the other guys that you know positions you don't need but the priorities are are much different and so um you know i i just think that uh, at this point um you know filling that need at offensive tackle that that should line up nicely for the steelers in the first round picking 24th this year um you know that that's kind of the a nice sweet spot there there, isn't, there, there really when you look at this year's tackle class, uh, Panay Sewell from Oregon is, is the number one guy and he could be a a top five pick. Yep. And then after that there, you know, there's, there's kind of a drop to a second tier and there's about eight guys in that second, second tier that, you know, really, um, you could take any of them and, and, and work with them and, and perhaps, you know, be very happy with that, with that player. Um, you know, as is often the case, in a draft, um, you know, there's, there are typically 12 to 15 guys who are surefire first round picks. And then you can really throw a blanket over the next 50, 60, 70 guys. They could go, you know, at pick 15, they could go pick 55. There's really not much difference.
0: Yeah. That's, that's what you're looking at here. You know, you're going to be weighing, you know, okay, wait, where's, where's this guy going? Cause like in the Steelers, they have pick 24, um, you know, if you're looking at offensive tackles, uh, you know the, the top guys that people are going to talk about, like you said, Penn Sewell, Sewell, uh, the guy behind him that a lot of people have is Christian Derisov from Virginia Tech. Um, you're gonna, and then, and then there's your there's your mix of you got Rashawn Slater from Northwestern, you've got Alex Leatherwood from Alabama, Jalen Mayfield from Michigan, uh, Liam Eisenberg from from Notre Dame, and there's when you talk to people that, that that study all of these guys all year long and go back and forth and keep d- d- diligent notes, they there's a lot of different uh, differing opinions opinions. opinions based off of what they see and that's where the pros that's where the pro scouts come in and they're going to have their evaluation so it's going to be really interesting to see what they value there but then also like you said there's going to be needing to look at the running back position and seeing if one of those top three guys fall down now uh dale i gotta ask are we on the same page here that the top three guys are travis etienne Najee harris and north carolina's javante williams
1: yeah i think that that's the you know the three that i would look at now And, and of course uh you know, there's there's some other guys there at that, you know, at, at the running back position who could obviously come in and and play for you and play a lot. But they're you know, they're going to be more, um, you know, either first and second down guys or maybe a third down back. You know, uh, Williams teammate uh, Michael Carter mm-hmm. at, at uh, North Carolina, uh, he's five eight, two hundred and two 202 pounds. He's more of a you know a third down back kind of guy. You obviously could run him on some first downs, but he's not going to be a a twenty carry a guy game at the pro level. Um, I, I like Rondae Stevenson from Oklahoma. Mm. Uh, I think uh, you know the kid. Uh, there's there's some different guys here. Khalil Herbert from uh, Virginia Tech is interesting. Uh, he's kind of more Carter sized though. Uh, you know, there's a there's obviously a bunch of guys in this draft, but what we're not seeing a lot of in in recent years are these bigger size backs um mm-hmm. your, your guys who were you know 5 10 220 pounds There just aren't a lot of those guys coming out of college football right now uh that's what that's what makes Javante Williams that's what makes Najee Harris that's what makes Travis ATN uh, you know so attractive ATN is 5 10 210 2, 10. Mm-hmm. Harris is 6 2 230 Javante Williams is, is 5 10 220 those guys are, are, you know, kind of the, the every down backs, uh, you know, that, that you're looking for. They all, you know, can catch the ball well and do some of those things that, that you want a, a three down back to do. And then if you don't get one of those guys, unlike last year where there were six or seven of those guys that you looked at and said, boy, I'd be happy with any one of those guys. I think this year it's really those three guys, but none of them might end up going in the first round.
0: That would be interesting if they didn't. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, some of those guys are playing in the Senior Bowl this weekend. We're gonna, Everyone's going to be keeping their eyes on it because of how crazy COVID is and the limited amount of opportunities you're going to be able to see players this year. So this might be the last chance for a lot of these guys to make an impression. We're going to talk about who you should be keeping your eyes on right after this. Back here on the Lolly Carter Draft Show. Now, Dale, we got to t- we got we got a bunch of different people lined up in this Senior Bowl game. Now, at, at running back, there's a smaller pool of, of people at least right now. Now, some of those names that you mentioned, and some of those bigger guys. Uh Ramondre Stevenson, you know, he's he's another big bigger guy out there at five, eleven and a half-ish, two hundred and twenty-seven pounds. That that's a bigger back. Trace Sermon from Ohio State. We saw him in the college football playoffs making some plays. He's another big guy uh, among, among this group. Um, but of course, there's also Najee Harris. He's gonna he's at the senior bowl. There's an interesting and, and Michael Carter as well. There's an interesting allotment of running backs here, but it's also it's always tougher to tell because in the in these environments, You know, players aren't trying to hate each other as well. It's a little different to evaluate these guys. You know, it's not necessarily game action. It's how well are they cutting? What is their vision like that I'm looking at when I'm watching them run run through plays?
1: Yeah, and really, you know, for the Senior Bowl, the big thing is the practices. Um, Mm -hmm. That's just as important. And, you know, if you're watching the game uh, on Saturday here, um, you know, later on today, uh, you know, keep an eye on uh, some of the tight ends. Uh, Hunter Long from Boston College is an interesting mm-hmm. guy, uh, probably more of a, you know, a third round pick type guy that uh, can block and and catch the football. Uh, there, there's some offensive linemen in this year's uh, senior bowl that you might want to keep an eye on. Uh, Creed Humphrey, the center from Oklahoma, yes. is very interesting. Um, there's a uh, there's also, a, you know, a, a lesser known guy from Wisconsin Whitewater uh, at the center position. He he's actually listed as a guard in a lot of the pre-draft stuff, mm. uh, but they moved him to center this week, and we'll get to see if he gets to take any uh, snaps at center this week uh, or in this game. Um, and his name is escaping me right now, but I'm uh, uh, Quinn Miners is a guy to keep an eye on here. Um, you know, when the draft process started, obviously he played at Wisconsin Whitewater, mm. uh, so that you know the, you don't know what you're getting there. Well, he stood out this week at the at the practices i've watched some clips of him and he's he's kind of built like bj finney Mm. but man is he strong and he just punishes people he's driving guys into the dirt and finishing them uh you know from the center position so keep an eye on him he could end up being a third or fourth round pick this year and and somebody would be very happy with him but uh you know he's also on the same team there uh, on that north squad with uh with uh Creed Humphrey, so we'll see what you know how much playing time those two guys get at the center position. Um, you know, keep an eye on, on on some of the tackles in this one as well. James Hudson from Cincinnati is a guy to keep an eye on there. Adrian Ely out of Oklahoma was another guy that uh, you know could be uh, some later round guys. Um, you know, the, when you look at that, the, they're both on the North or the national team, I should say, not the North team. Uh, but if you're looking at the uh, at the American team. Um, you got that uh, um Alex Leatherwood is on that uh, squad mm-hmm. uh, he's certainly worth keeping an eye on. he he could be in that uh, Steelers range uh, at pick 24 i'm really of the belief that they should try to trade down this year and 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 gather picks but uh, we'll see you know that doesn't always work out that way that way and then i would keep an eye on some of the linebackers as well mm-hmm. um you know some of the off the ball guys because they could certainly use some some uh guys there uh, you got Jabril Cox you got Money Rice uh, you know, some other off the ball, some edge guys like Janarius Robinson, um, William Bradley King out of Baylor's uh, kind of an interesting guy. He's built like a, a three, four outside linebacker. Um, a lot of interesting guys to keep an eye on in this game that um, really should uh, interested the Steelers in this sh- uh, situation, including uh, another one to keep an eye on on that on the other t- on the other squad is Shaka Tony, the edge rusher out of Penn State.
0: Mm, that's a, a certainly going uh, back to the, your, your offensive line. You mentioned Creed Humphrey from Oklahoma. I, I've seen some of the pass reps he's had in these practices. And again, these are against the other guys that are looking to prove themselves. He looks really solid. I mean, he looked solid for Oklahoma, but I mean, just his, his pass, how he comes out of his stance, how easily he controls the point of attack. That's stuff that I'd kind of that I'd want to see more of in this senior bowl. So oftentimes you're going to be looking at, you know, who's he lined up? At, who's the interior defensive lineman that he's that he's working against? And, and what are his reps looking like? How, you know, where does, does he move the line of scrimmage? Does he maintain his 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 point to keep the pocket hole in the center? That's a, those are the type of things I, I look for when I'm when I'm looking on the offensive line. And like you said, well, you know, when it comes to Alex Leatherwood, there's that trio of uh of of offensive linemen for Alabama because you don't just got him you got Deontay Brown the huge ridiculously huge he's like 360 pounds uh uh deontay brown and then you 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 also got this their center that came that came with them this year um and his name's escaping me at the moment Landon Dickerson yeah thank you landon yeah, he's gonna
1: be an interesting guy um right. he's he and Humphrey are, are are probably the top two center prospects available mm-hmm. this year But Dickerson tore his ACL late in the football season. Right. uh, Actually went out there for the last two plays of the the, uh, national championship Mm -hmm. game on a torn ACL, just so he could say that he played in that game. Um, He probably would have been better served, you know, getting his uh, clock rolling and and, and, and having the, the ACL surgery. We'll see if he's able to get ready in time to uh, you know, if if teams think he's going to be ready in time to, to be uh, ready for the start of the season. But you know, he, he could slip a little bit in this draft and maybe, you you know, you get a a guy who potentially might have been, if there was a guy who might have been a first-round talent at the center position, it might have been him. And he's not going to go in the first round with that torn ACL. So maybe right. you get a gift in the second round. And, you know, maybe by the end of September or early October, he's ready to roll out there and play. And, you know, you get a first-round talent in the second round. So, you know, he Creed Humphrey, Landon Dickerson, Josh Myers out of Ohio State, are uh, probably your top three uh, center prospects. Uh, and then you get, the you know, of course, again, the the kid from uh, Quinn Miners, I think is going to be a guy who's a, a lot of people are going to be keeping an eye on at that center position. You don't need to draft a center in the first round no. uh, to, to to get a guy who can come in and start right away. That just doesn't need to happen. Uh, you know, think about it. I looked back over like the last three drafts, and there's been four or five uh, centers taken second, third, fourth round who come in and start right out of the gate because they're just – if you look around the league, there aren't that many centers who've been taken in the first
0: round. Right. It's just it, – it hasn't been as much – Of uh, of of a a need there, Um, but but another thing I wanted to revisit with you. You talked about linebackers. We've talked about this a little bit on the on on our Steelers episodes during the week and morning Java, in how the Steelers they're not just looking for just every type of linebacker. They're looking at they're looking for guys who can back up Devin Bush and be the guys that flow sideline to sideline, do better in the middle of the field, help more in the passing game, so that they don't have to keep calling players up like Marcus Allen to play linebacker. Oh, the heck um, with
1: that! If I have two Devin Bushes, I'm happy with that too. Uh, I'm <laughs> not looking for a guy. I'm not looking for a guy to back up Devin Bush. I'm looking for a guy to start next to Devin Bush.
0: That would work too. Now, and some of the guys that that you could be looking at, maybe a Baron Browning from Ohio State. He's in this. He's in this Senior Bowl. Um, you're, yeah, and again, a lot of these guys, you're not drafting. You know, the the top guys at linebacker in this draft. So like the Micah Parsons, the Owusu Kor- Koromoas, they're they're going to be long God gone. God bless you. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> that was funny. Um, but uh, no, but yeah. So it, when you go through those guys, they're they're going to be gone. You're going to be looking at those middle rounds. Um, I am interested in how people are looking at Dylan Moses from Alabama because they a lot of people have him dropping even past the second round. Um, that might be a a, a place a, a place to look. But again, you know, I think what you're watching for in these practice in these practices and in these game in this game are guys who you could see showing some burst on the field. Like when a run goes to the, to the, to the outside of the tackle, how quick do they get there? How, how, how well do they, do they, do they sniff out the play? I want to
1: watch them in coverage too. I mean, yes. I want to watch, you know, when they're, when they're throwing passes to the backs in the, in the, in the uh, flat, uh, you know, how quickly does that guy get out there and shut that thing down? Mm-hmm. Because that's the one thing, you know, the Steelers <clears throat> have the, the, the thumper linebackers, right. Got- uh, but those are really going, those are going the way of the, of the, of the condor here. You need another guy who athletically, he might not be Devin Bush, but he at least is closer athletically to Devin Bush than he is to Vince Williams. That's what you need
0: and you need guys that are going to look comfortable dropping back into their zone coverages because you know cuz like you say it's also going to the flat but how well can can you play the middle of the field what are your instant instincts like and and that's something that you that that can really be an asset when you have a guy like Ryan Shazier when he was with the Steelers he was amazing when he dropped back into zone coverage and flowing around and not that they're going to get a Ryan Shazier in this draft uh, but I'm saying if you have a guy who's comfortable in that spot It'll be a lot better than what you saw with Robert Spillane and Vince Williams this year. Even though Robert Spillane did have a pick six in, in a big game against the Ravens this year, you're gonna see you want you want to get a guy who's consistently comfortable and not feeling out of place that he has to chase all these guys around the field. And then you also people also won't be complaining so much about oh, wide receiver got on a linebacker. Oh, but you're okay with it because these are more athletic linebackers. There's plenty of times a wide receiver lined up and got, you know, got up with Ryan Shazier, and he didn't he made it not matter.
1: Yeah, I mean, you when in those situations, you're not looking for the the, the linebacker to cover that guy for four seconds. Right, uh, you're looking for him to cover him for two seconds. Exactly. While your pass rush gets home, so that's you know that happens. But you need those cover linebackers. That's what they should be looking for in this
0: draft. So we got a few things for y'all to watch for in this in this in this Senior Bowl: offensive tackle, the centers, the running backs, the linebackers, all of that. And still keep an eye out. You might see a, a receiver that's not a big name make, make a couple big plays. They may be someone that Steelers draft in like the fifth, sixth, seventh rounds. We, you know, just as the Steelers sometimes do, they just take a stab and they say, "Hey, we, yeah, that's the next guy that that just comes up and everyone loves." Um, you know, and don't forget cornerback. They might be looking to add add some depth there. Just keep an eye out. But these are the essential positions that. That the Steelers are probably going to be looking at in the first through fourth rounds uh, that 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 we're looking at this year. And again, the Steelers play best player available. They're not going to. Well, we 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 think that they're not going to reach because that's typically what they don't do. So, um, th- that that's a, that's the report on this on the Senior Bowl. We'll be talking about that next week when we come back. Um, on the uh, on the next edition of the Lolly Carter Draft Show here on the DK Sports Radio Network. Um, I'm Chris Carter. He's Dale Lolly. Thanks so much for listening. If you're enjoying the show, please rate us five stars. Leave us a, po- a positive comment on Apple Podcast. It really helps out the network. And don't forget to listen to all the other programs that we got going on this, this week. We got a lot of things lined up this weekend. And, we'll be, and of course, the Daily Shots will be back at it right on Monday with Deion Kivach. Until then, it's, we'll see you soon.